It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another week of They Came to Play, the podcast with Danny McGinley and I do our very best to break down the weekend of AFL football whilst not getting distracted by my squeaky chair. <laughs> and- Every week at this point, I go, next week, bring in the WD-40. Next week, WD-40. It's weird. I always remember this when I'm doing the introduction at the start. Uh, and every week, we find a replacement, Tess Armstrong, yes. who is uh, on maternity leave from the podcast. Hello, Tess. We know she listens every week uh, with uh, young Dusty. Was that... Uh, uh, did she go with Dusty No, in she the changed it to uh, Bolton now. Uh, Bolton. Yeah. All right. Bolton, young Bolton Armstrong. Yes. Uh, we, we know you're listening. Today's... Uh, we're very excited to welcome today's replacement, Tess Armstrong. Dr. Casey Simons, a research fellow. I'm good, I have to get this right. A research fellow in the Sport Innovation Research Group at Swinburne University. That sounds like a group I want to be a part of. Uh, and is one of the co founders of the Women in Sport Collective, Siren Sport. Hello, Casey. Hello, lads. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honour to be a guest, Tess. Tess is one of my favourite people, and I hope I do her proud today. I'm sure you will do her proud. And you're also associated with the Fitzroy Football Club. Yes, I'm a director at Fitzroy Football Club, so that's where you'll find me every Saturday supporting local <laughs> footy, and I love it. And are you a rowdy supporter? Are you sort of with your – I know they do the sausage in the bread down there, which I'm very tempted by each time I walk oh, past. Yeah. <laughs> are you a sausage in the bread kind of person yelling from the sidelines or, or do you take it easy? I mean, I've been trying to take it a bit more easy and be a bit more positive and I yeah. just like to get around all the players because it's about community sport. It's about just getting out there participating yes. and doing your best. But I do get a bit um, anxious sometimes when the scores are close and if I have just taken a big bite of one of the Kerry burgers down there that we're <laughs> famous for – yeah. I have been known to spit some lettuce out and get a bit nervy, <laughs> right, okay. so I try to keep the passion in check most of the time. And you are you are a great community football club, but your president, I interviewed your president uh, two years ago on ABC after she won an AFL Community Award mm. uh, for a work with the Fitzroy Football Club. Yes, that's Joan Eddy. She yes. is a fantastic person. She's been involved. Joan Eddy. Like, yes. if I was going to pick the name of the president of a local footy club, Joan Eddy is the <laughs> name fits, I would pick. doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please tell like me. It, is the Eddie Maguire, does Eddie Maguire come to mind when you say Eddie? Is that one of the reasons? Uh, no, it's like more the Joan. Eddie yeah, as a, it's more the Joan. Let's not Eddie to Eddie <laughs> in that presidential role. <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if Joan is is under the age of 70, by the way, and doesn't chain smoke on the side of the ground. Oh, I'm going to tread very carefully here, so I'm definitely going to say she's under 70, <laughs> but I won't well, give Joan, any more information than that. <laughs> Right, but she uh, yeah, does a fantastic job and it is an amazing community football club. Hopefully my lad is running around for uh, Fitzroy one day. Yes, I hope so. Down the track. You have seen us walking the dog through the past the Oval, haven't you? Yes, I have. It's great when just the Fitzroy locals come down to see what we're doing. You don't have to stay all day. Just come down, check out the atmosphere. It's great. It's welcoming. It's inclusive. So, yeah, we love Do you have, come down there. Not that, you know, not that this is a major part of reason of why you would have uh, local sport. Do you have tinnies on the wing? Do you, do you guys have a liquor licence or do I have to sneak so it in we, in a brown paper bag? We do, but there are some strict liquor licensing rules with the VAFA, so we don't drink while the seniors are playing, but we have uh, post-match drinks and we have luncheons during the resis where you can book in and have a lunch and have some drinks. So okay. very controlled atmosphere to keep it family-friendly. <laughs> All right. And do you have the equivalent of like a president's lunch in the – Rooms yeah, there. We, we were invited, yes. Limo. We were invited to the Pride game two weeks ago. Well, hang on. Where, how? I, how? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know about this. I, 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 forgot, I was in Sydney and I, had, I forgot oh. to pass it on because I was well, just I so would, distracted. I was here. Would have loved to have gone. Well, Thanks, Danny. Danny, that's on you. I'll, yep. I'll know just to go directly to you now, Limo. Please. Just cut out this middle person over here. It's obviously <laughs> useless. Um, yes, we did have a Pride game two weeks ago um, in partnership with Melbourne University Women's Football Club and we had an amazing um, Pride game panel there and lunch, which is really fun. So we do have 
those lunches. We do have those events, mm. and it's just all good times. I was looking at the updates on your social media. I follow the Fitzroy Football Club. Yes, yeah, so do I. Social outlets, and uh, I was looking at the pictures of the Pride game, thinking, what a fantastic day! I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> I'm getting the dirty looks, and fair <laughs> enough. Yep, that was totally on me, Casey. Um, just while we're on Fitzroy, is there any uh, discussion at board level to change a name back to Gorillas? <laughs> uh, not in the board meetings I've been part of. In well, my I'm short pitching it right term. now. <laughs> I'll, um, we've got a board meeting tomorrow night, actually, so I'll put a paper together and table it for you. Because the they, when the Fitzroy won their last VFL Grand Final, they were the Gorillas, and then they changed the name to 1944? Lions. 1944. 1944, yeah. and I believe they changed the name to Lions because they there was a bit of. Uh, uh, People didn't want to be associated with apes. They thought it was a bit of a derogatory term to their okay, players. Yes. But also, I believe the Lions Club had something to do with this. One of the one of the board members back in the day was a member of the Lions Club, and he was championing to be called the Lions. Anyway, it's a corporate takeover. I don't like it. Let's change the name back. I want the Gorillas. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll fight that battle for you. Thank Danny. you. Uh, <laughs> I don't f- think I'll be very popular. <laughs> My favourite historical Fitzroy fact is one I've probably said on this podcast about 35 times, but just with the club song, how the team went to see Casablanca at, oh, the, mo- really? at the movies in a po- end-of-season trip. They were in Perth about 1952. You might know the exact year, Casey. 1942 is when the film came out. So. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it was a lot later, though. Yeah. That they saw it in... <laughs> they couldn't get it at Blockbuster yeah, yeah. back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was only on beta. Uh, <laughs> but they saw it and then they were talking afterwards about how rousing the uh, the, the French f- national anthem is. Mm-hmm. Great scene. And they and the team together, I believe, wrote a few different lines and yes. penned the, the new club song. Led by Bill Steven. Yes. The late, great Bill Steven. Yeah, led that charge and now we still have his legacy alive today because it's a song we still sing. <laughs> and there it is. So if you're French, you really should follow... Fitzroy, uh, Brisbane. Brisbane for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lima, actually talking about club songs, do you know another film recommendation I watched on Amazon Prime the other week, mm. um, The Club, the old David oh, Williamson yeah. oh, film wow. The Club. Now, yes. I'd not watch that for a kid. I'd actually forgotten a fair few key scenes. Mm. Uh, D- Danny, any parallels between that story and what's happening at the Collingwood oh. Football Club today? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Everyone, you need to watch it right now because it is exactly about a power struggle between a beleaguered coach and <laughs> a, a new president, and it is just so amazingly parallel. But, Limo, yeah. one scene that uh, I was surprised by mm. was uh, there's an early scene, I believe it's the first game uh, Collingwood play, and it's against Hawthorne. Hawthorne yes. win, and there's scenes in the club rooms where Collingwood's all, uh, you know, angry and you know dejected sure whereas they're cutting to the hawthorn singing the song guess what song you're singing oh now yes someone has mentioned this to me before and it's not we're a happy happy team team at hawthorn what are they singing they're singing uh uh sons of they're singing sons of the west but in right. a, it's like we're the mighty of, hawks. Sons of the East? Yeah, Sons <laughs> of the East. But they're doing the old bobbing up and down like this. Oh, right. Which is what the song is based on, Sons of the Sea. But the players are doing the actions. So they've got their arms around each other, but they're also doing a bit of bob stuff. How, how very strange. Yeah. You I wonder when you changed. This. When did you change your song? Oh, yeah. Everyone should rewatch it. And there's some great 1970s gratuitous nudity. Yeah, right. Which is just not. <laughs> what we all want. <laughs> not the best looking people, just how human bodies actually are. I think you get to see Rene Kink's butt at you some do. point, don't you, in the movie? Yeah, so that's which, when he was a guest on Front Bar, we found out that wasn't, you know, it wasn't on purpose. He's just a great improviser. Uh, right. wow. <laughs> he improvised that bare butt scene. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's have a little wander through the weekend's football. Who do you barring for, Casey? By the way, oh, she's been on the show before, Limo. She is a big fan of the mighty West Coast Eagles. Oh no, <laughs> this is deliberate. <laughs> this is a deliberate move from you, Danny McGinley. I cannot believe. So look at that. I don't oh. invite him to Pride Week. <laughs> you are unbelievable. So I did bring some props, oh. which you, uh, you know, for a podcast oh is very God. helpful. But I did bring this little scarf along, oh, so I'll just pop this one on while I'm sitting here. an annoying arrangement this is. And wow. look, and we're pla- you play, and Hawthorne play the Kangaroos next week, so, <laughs> so Tim Rogers is our guest. Tim Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I did tell Danny I would cancel if we lost. <laughs> uh, did you go yesterday? I couldn't make it yesterday, yeah. so I was watching from home. Um, and after that first quarter, I was starting to think I was very happy not to be there. Oh my god, yeah. what is with that? Oh my, that was shocking. It was. It was. I was. I took my wife for Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Let that pull up the pony there, little chickens. Yeah, yeah. What a treat. <laughs> 
for Kel yeah. Limo. Mm. I am quite the catch, Casey. Uh, <laughs> now, is Kel, Kel must be a big football fan if that was your Mother's Day gift for it. Look, she, there are about 10 million things she would rather do than <laughs> to join me at the football. <laughs> but she just slapped on a smile and she came with me, God love her. Uh, what I, a great I stuffed metaphor. Up the dates, I agreed to host oh, the president's no. function. Which meant I couldn't pull out at the last minute. Of course, and then of when course. Kel said, What are we doing on Sunday? I went, Oh, crap. Ooh. I said, Hey, do you want to come to the footy with me? Oh, <laughs> so, gosh. I hope uh, you have some makeup plans on the back of that one for her. Yeah, for Father's uh, yeah. Day, uh, for Father's Day, uh, Lemo's going to go watch RuPaul's Drag We're Race. We're going to go to a live <laughs> recording of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> which is trade. my, that's my wife's, my addiction to Hawthorne, my wife's addiction is RuPaul's Drag Race, Love where it. one of my jokes was stolen. Dead set. What's going on? Uh, so, uh, Reese Nicholson. Is this what he's st- no, is he stealing? Anita. I can't remember the rest of the uh, drag queen name, but was doing playing a character of the Queen. Yeah. And said to RuPaul, "Oh, you know, when people turn a hundred, I give them a letter, and when they turn sixteen, Prince Andrew gives them a text." Hey, <laughs> that's one of joke your- I've been doing for about two years, right? So I got the video and I st- I Instagrammed it too. Oh, that person! I yeah. said, if you need help writing any more gear, just let me know. <laughs> and I attached my tweet from twelve months ago with the yes. thing on there. I have no back end. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, nice to be nice to be involved. I wonder if uh, RuPaul's going to come out and uh, talk about how there should be footy on Good Friday because Jesus was really good at recovering from injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I hear that, then I know they've been trawling through my gear. Uh, so, all right, well, let's let's get yes the Hawthorne West Coast game out of the way. I was watching the first quarter, Casey, and I was everyone around me was just shaking their heads, mm. going, "Is this the worst?" Quarter of football we've ever seen. Has it? Have you looked stats of goalless first quarters? Nah. Do you know? Nah. I think it's the first one this year at the very Oh, least. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, it, it was one of those ones where I thought Footy Live was busted because I've gone, no, no, it's quarter time now. What's the actual score? Oh, Come on. Refresh, reload, refresh. reload, reload. What? God <laughs> damn it, Optus. And yeah, no, you were just terrible. Just, we, were both, we were both terrible, though. Both terrible. Um, Trying to put on my positive West Coast hat, which I am want to do, which is really good defensive pressure by our boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll take that same positive. Our defensive pressure was great as well. Yeah, that's well, that's what we come to the footy for. Yeah, <laughs> defensive yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. I bet you, I bet you, Limo's wife was just so appreciating the defensive pressure oh, yeah. on Mother's no, Day. Yeah, needless to say, we watched the third quarter from behind the glass. Mm. Uh, <laughs> where the free drinks were flowing a little more easily. Yeah, smart decision. Uh, yeah, but then once you kicked your first goal in the second quarter, then it just was almost like West Coast went, oh, that's right, that's how you play football, and then you just ran away with it. Yeah, and it's good to see. I mean, obviously I was very nervous for them to play again away from home this year because yeah. it's been a difficult uh, challenge for them. Um, so I guess a few people – this is what I get really frustrated about Frustrated about being a West Coast supporter, which I'm sure you both have a lot of sympathy for me, is that people always tell us how good we are and that we're going to be okay. And I know that that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, so, you know, St Kilda a couple of weeks ago, very traumatising, yep. losing to the Bulldogs in that round two game. At game that, of the year. I mean, amazing game, but gosh, that just crushed me. Um, we've lost some games that we should have definitely won, but then we win at home and it's incredible. So, Coming into this game, everyone was in my ear like, of course you're going to get your first win away. Um, you're going up against Hawthorne. Sorry, Limo. Um, <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't apologise. <laughs> we need to bottle this moment. Yeah, but after that first quarter, I was like, well, this is just it. We just can't do this. So I did lose faith a little bit. But, yeah, we seem to get back into gears. Positive to see them play that ground out again because it's such a different ground. And you can see that over the years from having Optus Stadium fill those dimensions. They're learning how to play that a bit better, which is great. Um, and – kids coming through we had so many injuries out yesterday which also worried me but young kids really shone so happy in the end nervous at the start great game you uh, you had a lot of injuries yesterday a lot of people out yeah yesterday yeah. see we're just rubbing it in even more <laughs> it was a depleted west coast eagles away from home yeah uh, now i was uh, as i said i'm saying the president's function and jeff kennett got up to speak and he mentioned it's the first time ever and we're talking a long time here, that he's been to a president's function where the opposition president and CEO haven't been there, of course, because of the COVID rules. They ah. scared to leave WA because you could get locked out in an instant. But your players are locked out, aren't they? Are they playing in Adelaide Oval next week, a home game against Adelaide? 
I'm not 100% I've, sure, actually. I've got a I feeling... I think the fixture still says off to stadium, but I think it might be... Yeah, I'm not sure. I've got a feeling you might be playing your mm. home game at Adelaide Oval against the Crows. Yeah, that's not cool because that's no. that's going to give a benefit to the Crows. So oh, you need a more neutral yes. ground. I think you should play at Alberton. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't terrify me at all. <laughs> <laughs> or just meet part way, Sejuna. Yes. Ah, <laughs> Sejuna is a lovely neck of the woods. Yeah. Albany, is that sort of hard? Just play on the Nullarbor. Like, surely, surely we could just – there's enough room there. We could just chalk out plenty, a footy ground. Plenty of space. Yeah. No, go to – What's the name? It's on the WASANT border. Cooper P. Trying to think of the community up there. They actually all barrack for Hawthorne at this particular community. Brett Wheeler goes there a lot. Anyway, it'll come to me. Okay. This sounds like a cult <laughs> that play, Lemo's starting. They play, they play footy there. A this lot is of where footy. he sends all his mm. illegitimate children. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is where I start. And that's where the Hawthorne supporters have come from. Yeah, this is where that drag queen grew up, but yeah, they all read the texts of Lemo. <laughs> this is where I start. They call go- him Glorious Leader. <laughs> it's where I start Googling. Oh, no, the there we go. They came to Google. It's on. It's on. Uh, anyway, Hawthorne. I mentioned to a few people, a couple of board members yesterday at the footy, I said, anyway, draft picks. And they went, What? Oh, really? I said, no, we could go to the bottom get some draft picks. And they're like, no, oh, no, we'd rather win the games. And I went, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, Whatever you just, say. They have to say that, don't they? Uh, I'm going to go for draft picks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't, want to, you, don't want to, you don't want a bunch of honourable losses and lingering around 7 to 10. No What's one, the, what what is, is the point of finishing? You want a proper bottom out. Yes. And Hawthorne currently second last. So you're getting the uh, number two draft pick at the moment. Uh, right. I, li- I love it. I'm very I'm excited about that. Because we can go over to – let's go over to North versus uh, Collingwood, which we, we said on the Patreon episode, uh, Limo, was the whoever the number one draft pick is going to be. It's yep. the, that person cup. That person is Nick Dacos. Now, you would think – that Collingwood are going to take Nick Dacos automatically. Yes. But I was talking to Santo Chilaro uh, yesterday, just while we're name dropping. Lima's hanging with board members. I'm hanging with yeah. Santa. <laughs> Big fan of Santa. Uh, he's brilliant. Um, but he he's he goes to the Collingwood president's function, and he's been told that uh, just on the on the sly, I'm probably sharing state secrets here, <laughs> but a few of Collingwood people are worried that if they take Nick Dacos, that will cost them too many draft points, and they won't be able to get any other. Decent players. Oh, so really? apparently, father son is not automatic. It costs you a fair bit of draft points. I no one understands the draft no one, points. No one understands. Oh, no, you could get Doctor Stephen Hawking and an <laughs> Omega machine. Uh, what is that? The the you would you would struggle to get Doctor Stephen Hawking these days. Well. You, <laughs> That's true. That's true. You get the ghost. Stephen Man, you've got to work through an, an, an Omega machine. Is that what I'm saying? You're right. What was that World War II um, code breaker? No, you've got to work um, through John Edward. Yeah, well, exactly. You need a, you need a Ouija board and an Omega machine. Yes. I know I'm saying that wrong. It's anyway. Not, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's on the tip of my tongue because I just watched the imitation game. Oh, yeah, exactly. There it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's why I'm getting them uh, confused. They were both played by that guy who's in the Harry Potter films as the the um, the Fantastic Beach, not Benedict Cumberbatch, the other one, the <laughs> the Benedict Cumberbatch, isn't it? In the end, in, in Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Oh, no, yeah, in the, in the imitation, imitation game. Imitation game it yeah, is, right. Yes, <laughs> I'm losing my skills as a as a as a yeah. film nerd. Anyway, uh, hey, so there's been just talking of uh, so yeah, um, North Melbourne might pick up Nick Dacos. Oh, other other fun fact about Nick Dacos. Yeah, barracks for. Carlton. Did you know that? Why? 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 Apparently Mark Murphy gave him a jumper when Nick Dacos was four and he... He's just gone for See, them. See, it's as simple as that. That's mm. where you get these kids. Yeah. You'd think when your dad's Peter Dacos, <laughs> the Macedonian Marvel, you just... But, but when it's your own dad, you don't care. Exactly. It's completely meaningless when it's your own dad. Yeah. Because he's a thousand things to that kid before he's a superstar footballer. Yeah. Whereas everyone else, he's a superstar footballer before he's anything else. Carlton. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, know yeah. That's so just slap in the face. He's only <laughs> 17, so, you know, we probably would have been born about, you know, 2003 or whatever. Like, Carlton have not been good in any of that time. No, they've been terrible. Yeah. What a so weird... He's, so he's, he's suffered. Anyway. Um, he has suffered. Uh, so anyway, West Coast Eagles, congratulations. Sitting seventh on the ladder. Thank game clear much. of uh, Richmond, who are currently eighth on the ladder. Kintor is the name of the town okay. in Northern Territory where there is an Aboriginal community and they wear a brown and gold stripes. That's where the game should be, West Coast Eagles <laughs> and the Crows this weekend. Uh, well, let's stick with uh, the Sunday games. Uh, Danny... Carlton and the Bulldogs, yes. I got home from the footy and I turned this on and I saw you were trailing by yes, a fair bit. me and too. Did you kick two late goals in the third quarter or just one? I believe it was two, yes. Two. We were down by 27 when points. When I saw the second one go in, I honestly thought to myself, 
Bulldogs going to win this by five goals. Oh, wow. Look at you. I just thought, you know what, this is going to be classic Carlton. It's just falling a heap. Yeah. And the Bulldogs are good, so they'll just run over them. Well, yeah, and but Carlton are, we're sort of Carlton's bunnies at the moment. They've, they've beaten us, uh, well, now three out of the last five times. It was three out of the last four, and the game that we beat them by was only just when they were at their yeah. lowest ebb. So they seem to have our, our number. And uh, But, yeah, I, I was – I was pretty tense. I was getting pretty angry. But then we started kicking goals. And now I realise we're coming off a nine-day break. They're coming off a seven-day break. Fatigue is going to win it here. The only Teague that's going to win here is fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Not, right. But and he, look, Carlton got so tired. Like um, uh, Mackay had a, had a great three and a half quarters. He was brilliant. Uh, probably was better than Alex Keith, who was his main man. But then just a great metaphor for the match. In the la- If you watch uh, in the last 10 minutes, Alex Keith takes an enormous hanger oh, yeah. over Mackay on the centre wing. He gets a standing ovation from the crowd. It's just, yeah, it was fatigue was on our side. Do you see Eddie Betts' goal, though? His first goal. Mm. So Buku Kamis on debut does a spoil it goes straight up. Eddie just sort of sockers it when it's two meters still in the air and it goes through for a goal. Oh, it's really? one of the best goals you'll ever see. Right, okay. Well, is so it one fun. of those? Would Ronaldo have been proud of it? Oh yes, yes. yeah, right. Okay. It was more a rugby thing because it went so high as well. What was great though is when you watch it, there's uh, he, Eddie goes on the bench straight away and he's on the phone to Teague. You can imagine Teague just asking him, "Can you just like win us this game? I'm out of ideas. Oh, go, please, just just do whatever you need to do." <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you need. We'll make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, but Carlton, they're disappointing, aren't they, Casey? You know, it's just, they just don't seem to be able to get it together. Yeah, and it was so disappointing yesterday. I mean, I'm sorry, Danny, but I really wanted Carlton to win because what? just yeah. seeing that, I don't know, excitement, I haven't seen that from them this season and I thought maybe this was a turning point. But then, yeah, Bulldogs, I think I texted you that, I just had PTSD back to that round two game because it seemed that Bulldogs did that to West Coast. West Coast was in control for most of the game. And then whether it's fatigue or Bulldogs were just able to keep chipping away and figure out what was going on and just turn it on when they needed to and just win just in those last few minutes. Um, So exciting to see the Bulldogs do that because that gives you so much confidence going forward coming up against, you know, the second half of the season and where you really need to win. Yes. But Mm. Carlton, if they can't hold on when they're playing great footy, I just don't think they've got the capacity to to do that again. I think they're going to sort of just keep bottoming out. I mean, they, but they've never they, they they when was the last time they finished last? It was probably only a couple of years ago. They seem they've, to no, they've their their superpower in recent years. <coughs> when I say recent years, the last fifteen years has been to get number one draft picks <laughs> and do nothing with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've had. I think at one point they had five number one draft picks running around for them. Yeah. I mean, so they had Murphy Cruiser. Was it Wheatering? Was Wheatering number one? No, they had they had another. They also had Judd. Let's just put that. But in But then there. they well, Judd was number three draft pick. But they had Daisy Thomas who was number one, and they had some. But anyway, they had five number one draft picks at one point. Wow! Mm. And I think they might have been pretty close to bottom on the ladder. Yeah, we got a, a listener, John uh, Stragalinos, who uh, messages in. He says he's a very depressed uh, Carlton fan, but he, mm. he's always impressed that we can make him laugh. I don't think this week we can make John uh, laugh. Well. <coughs> The uh, I was watching Levi Casbolt have a shot from the boundary when Carlton really needed a goal. Now, that is the definition of, of pain for a Carlton fan, <laughs> oh, watching yeah. Levi Casbolt line up from the boundary when you desperately need a goal. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I'm going to the bar. I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, good time for a toilet. So break. we're giving them yeah. the depressometer, Carlton fans Carlton, the most depressed? Carlton fans get the depressometer, yep. yes. Yep. Yes, they do. How's from 13th down on the ladder? Carlton, the Crows, Essendon, Collingwood, Hawthorne. There's sort of your five power clubs, North Ooh. Melbourne. Ooh. Wow. I love it. Right there. This is Did really you, good. Has anyone seen the tweet about the leading goal kickers? No. no. Have you? All right, he's going to look it's it up. It's very funny. I retweeted <laughs> it this morning. This is from Adrian Pollockadantridis. Maybe, anyway, pronunciation pending. He goes, top five goal kickers after eight rounds, just like we all predicted. Harry Mackay, Taylor Walker, Josh Bruce, Ben King, Kale Hooker. Not a single person in the country would have predicted that as your top five goal oh kickers God. after round eight of the season. No, but <laughs> I, I, I would laugh at anyone who's trying to trying to predict who the top five goal kickers in a season <laughs> yeah. would be. You absolute idiot. No, he's making a joke. Well, I get it. I get it. But yeah, uh, yeah anyone who – like you imagine someone coming out, mate, who do you reckon the top five goal kickers will be after round seven? I go, I have a lot better things to do with my brain. <laughs> Than Whereas play I your just stupid say, game. Josh Kennedy, Jack Darling, Oscar <laughs> Allen. Yeah, yeah, totally. You might have text. I've been thinking there. about this a lot. Yeah, Jack Rewald. Uh, 
And uh, maybe Buddy Franklin. Uh, so let's go on to the other Sunday game, which... This was Lions v Dockers. Uh, the highlight for me was uh, Joe Danaher taking a hanger over the goal umpire. Did you see oh, that? Oh, no. He took a big that. grab and he, he took out the, the goal umpire. It was great fun, but it was just sort of a game that sort of went exactly as we all predicted. Frio giving a, another heroic uh, loss, but the Lions uh, too strong. I'm getting a bit annoyed, though, uh, mm. for, for, the, for the entirety of this podcast life, which is about four years now, uh, Casey, is uh, we've had one favourite player that we have absolutely adored here. I mean, we've got a lot of favourite players, but yeah. our number one, Hugh McCluggage, the Scottish suitcase. <laughs> and now everyone's jumping on our band wagon saying, oh, maybe he's in Brownlow form. He's really good. We're like, we told you. we did that. And, and, and now I'm getting annoyed at people. Yeah, it's, it's like, not cool. Yeah, he's ours. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> we, we do love the Scottish suitcase. And we got to meet him recently, yeah. uh, albeit briefly. He's, he's so much shorter than you think he's going to be. <laughs> I seriously assumed he was like two metres tall, but no, he's, he's, he's shorter than me. That's, I don't know, is that, can you say that about someone? Is that upsetting it's, to hear? It's an actual, what, that I'm <laughs> taller than you thought? I can, pr- I can prove it with empirical evidence. I'm sure, yes. Well, you've got evidence and it's okay. It's like a, you can't be a climate change, change denier on height. <laughs> you can't just put your hands up in the air and go, oh no, I'm as tall as Michael Jordan. <laughs> so you've already indicated how much you love him, so I'm sure he's okay with it. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's right. uh, I'm sure he's fine. Uh, mind you, when Danny said to him, we do a podcast and we refer to you as a Scottish suitcase, he had a blank look to rival some of the best blank looks in history. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, good on Brisbane. Uh, they're, they're starting to sort of settle into the top eight like we thought they would. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the year, are you? Do you have a soft spot for Brisbane, Casey? Given that you're on the board of uh, down at the Fitzroy, one of the directors at the yeah, Fitzroy Football Club, yeah, a little Club. soft spot for them. Um, we've got a great relationship with the Brisbane Lions as an organisation yeah. too, so they do a lot of great things for us at Fitzroy, and we've got a um, bit of a partnership there where pre-COVID we would be able to, you know. Um, like Chris Fagan came down to training one night to talk to the boys right. before the finals yep. one year, which was fantastic. Um, we're always involved in their um, Victorian-based supporters' uh, family days, so we go out there and the players always get around the old Fitzroy merch and stuff like that. Yeah. So really exciting. Hopefully we'll see how we go with COVID restrictions, but, I mean, it would be wonderful if we could get some of the Brisbane women down with their Premiership Cup this oh, year. Yeah. So that would be fantastic. Nice, but, yes. you know, the circumstances make it a bit challenging. But, yes, great relationship there and do um, – Get a bit excited when they're doing well. And Casey, you've got a brand new electronic scoreboard there at Brunswick Street Oval mm-hmm. at Fitzroy, which is fantastic. Were, was a big deal made of the first score that was put up on there? Because I was going to message, because I saw it being built, because I walk down there every day. Mm-hmm. I saw it being built, and I was going to message the club and say, have you given any thought to the first score you're going to put on the brand new scoreboard? And my suggestion was to put, Fitzroy's last ever game at Brunswick Street Oval and just put the score up. That's not bad. As the first score and, you know, do it as a social media thing, brand new scoreboard, here's the last time. But knowing Fitzroy, they probably got creamed by someone. (laughs) I I actually looked it up and I think they did. And my next suggestion was just do their biggest ever score at Brunswick Street Oval and put that up as a... Is that... Was it at Brunswick Street that, that you got 238? Because that was the highest ever score for a long time until Geelong usurped. I think it was. There we go. That's that's the score you put up. Or just the 1944 grand final, even though it wasn't at Brunswick Street, but just as a nod to... It would just be our holding pattern, and then we'd quickly erase the losing scores with those winning scores when we need to. You'd have to put gorillas, by the way. Your I'll proper talk name. to the board Thank tomorrow, you. Danny. It's Thank on my to-do list now. Danny's, okay. Danny's really putting some heat on. Though, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm feeling the pressure. Because imagine you're like they, they'd make a lot of King Kong movies. You could just integrate mm-hmm. some sponsorship there. I'm sure, yes. Mm. Good thinking. Imagine all the fans. Oh, like You uh, kick a goal, I they all just thump their chest. I think, Danny, that, that, that is a fraught area that you're yes, working in there, Danny. Yes, um. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the uh, – and uh, good on your Brisbane – Let's go to the next game. Well, let's go back to the start of the round. Because oh, yeah. I know Geelong fans are listening to this. We had a Geelong fan contact us recently. Angry about how much I <laughs> hate Geelong. Yes, on our on our reviews, please give our podcast a review. That's yeah, how other people can find us. Please give us – like, it, it, it's weird. It's a bit like um, Uber. You Anything less than five stars is a massive slap in the face. So, please give <laughs> us five stars. Uh, but, yes, we did have a review from let – me, let me just find it here on my phone. Because I did send it to, uh, to Limo and Tess. So, every – Everyone can uh, okay. Uh, what this is from Butcher Man Dingo, <laughs> who's given us two stars, and this is his review. 
uh, a better and more reflective title should be Anthony Lehman hates the Geelong Football Club. Savage. <laughs> I mean, that would perhaps be more reflective. <laughs> well, I, I think, Lemo, we should do that just as a, as a podcast. Uh, just you hating on Geelong for an hour. Oh, Get it out of the system. Could we do a pod? Would it be too much to do a pod every day? Because I, <laughs> I think I've got it in me. Uh, well, look, I'm going to say this, and not just because we got that message. Uh, Geelong were annoyingly good Yeah, in the uh, second half. Last week. Oh, sorry, I'm playing some. So I've got some audio to play from the uh, from the game. This is oh, my favourite commentary. Yeah, and let's I've have it. Just hooked it through the Bluetooth. So right, here we go. Very good. Hang on. Yeah. Let's have Ross it. Tahuli was under pressure. Oh, actually, I, I should probably explain what it is before I do. This oh, is yeah. a brilliant moment early in the first quarter where Brian Taylor didn't know what an intercept mark is, and okay. Luke Hodge had to explain it to him. Yep. That's the fifth intercept mark from Richmond. Geelong haven't had one yet. Why is that an intercept mark, Hodge? Given he was playing on him, isn't that just a mark? Well, when they kick it, BT, and they intercept it, it goes down as an intercept mark. Oh, they just, just playing one-on-one on one with his man. He marked it. And yeah, that, it's a mark, but it's an intercept because they kicked it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, it? it's funny you mention that because I was in at Triple M on Saturday morning and I bumped into Wayne Carey and we had the conversation about this and he said he totally agrees with BT because if you're one-on-one... On one, with someone and you take a mark, his view was, well, that's just a contested mark. An intercept is when you, it, to his mind, is when you cut off okay. an entry into the forward line. Yeah. Uh, so, you, well, I say a, a mark can be contested and intercept. Which is clearly how they, yeah, how they view agree. it. Back yeah. from my time as a wing defence in Nepal, that's how I would take my intercept catches and count them. So, <laughs> right, okay. always contested, so always a contested intercept catch or mark can be both. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are you doing going into Triple M on a Saturday, Liam? Do you work at SAFM five days a week? Are you just uh, going in, just doing I'm, a bit extra work for the man? I'm, I'm addicted. Uh, I do spots on the Saturday morning show, Dead Set Legends. Ah. So I'm on there uh, with. Uh, Emma Friedman and uh, Rosie and Jay Clark and Lee Montagna every Saturday. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so you can, can, you can tune, tune in to me there if yeah. you're in Melbourne. <laughs> SAFM, if you're in Adelaide. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but Geelong were very, very good the other night. Shy Bolton took mark of the century. How good was that, Casey? Did no, not mark of the century. Yeah, let's not well, forget Liam Ryan uh, against Port Adelaide, okay? No, that was a good mark. <laughs> But th- what, are, what are better marks this century? Uh, Leo Barry, you star? No, let, nah, no let's not. I've got tra- <laughs> that's trauma for me, Danny. No. Yeah. No, you got to put it in context and, and huge uh, grabs and everything. Well, uh, was, yeah, are you saying, well, Liam Ryan, 2018 grand final? Is that the one? Nah, no, no, earlier this year it against Port. In Perth. Mm. Was it in Perth? Oh, no, I'm thinking of another Liam Ryan one where he took an absolute hanger over a Ruckman. Trying to remember now who they were playing, but it was in the goal square on the on the t- tip of the goal square. It was an absolute yeah. blinder. But yeah. I reckon he that does was it often. I reckon that was two years ago. Yeah. Well, he's definitely. Well, he was early um, when he took this one against Port. It was all goal of the um, mark of the year, mark of the year contender. Now Shay Bolton's taken this one. Everyone's forgotten about him, and I'm upset about it. So I just <laughs> yeah. want to bring that back to people's minds. No, I do get annoyed that, that I get annoyed at people saying mark of the century, mate. It's 2021. There's a lot of the century to go. You can't. Make, I get. I used to get really annoyed even as a kid when they'd say, "Oh, that's mark of the year," and it's like, "Hey, if you call it straight away, then it loses the the mm. excitement of being announced." I was at a sportsman's night recently where one of, it was either Cam Mooney or Campbell Brown. I can't remember, but one of those two. And they said that uh, uh, Dustin Fletch, uh, Dustin Martin is the best player this century. Yeah. Nah, you and I said, that is a, there's 80 years left. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, it's a big call, but we reckon he's going to be. I don't know, yeah. guys. Is that well? Yeah, Showbolton took that mark, and then Richmond couldn't hang on to a mark for pretty much the rest oh, yeah. of the game. I'm going to do another yeah. big. I'm going to do a big call. Oh, big Dro- call! Dropping marks, not a good idea. Oh, that is a big call. Controversial. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you're better off hanging on to them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. This is. Uh, I'm, I'm available for coaching. Yeah, by the way, Fitzroy level analysis me. right there. I'll, and I'll we can definitely and, use you. Okay, I'll, I'll come if you change the name back to the Gorillas. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> but I, I did watch this. Uh, you know, Richmond had defeated the Bulldogs the week before with a great second half, and I reckon Geelong fans would have been the same after, you know, they overran the Cats in last year's grand final. Mm. Just watching it seething going, oh, now you stuff up a second half, Richmond. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> oh, now you do it. You couldn't do it a week ago. Couldn't do it last October. <laughs> Whatever. I'll tell you what terrifies me about Geelong is they've got – Cam Guthrie's in the form of his life, yes, by the way. Agreed. He's unbelievable. Yep. But the goal kickers, Cameron 6, Rowan 5, Hawkins 4, Smith 2. Gary I Rowan mean, was so good. Mm, he was geez, so good. That is just terrifies me that that is a very good, that is a very good forward line. Are you, where do you stand on the cats, Casey? Are you, are you anti-cat? Well, I mean, my mother's a Geelong supporter, so yeah. I used to try and give her a bit of sympathy, but after they destroyed West Coast down at Kedinia Park a few weeks ago, I'm very anti-cats. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I'll support you, Limo, with your anti-cats <laughs> okay. crusade. You, you beat them in two grand finals. It's hard to really hate someone you've vanquished. I mean, that was a while ago. It's true. <laughs> and Limo, and, you know, Hawthorne beating Geelong in a couple of grand finals, but Limo still hates them, no, so no, my no. theory does not stand up. I so, wouldn't know. Hey. I've only seen one grand final yeah. for the men's. <laughs> hey, at least you won it. Yeah. So that was uh, good. All right, let's go to uh, the Suns and the Saints. I mean, a part of, I found this game difficult because I wanted – I always instinctively barrack for the Suns because I love seeing the underdog – yeah, because they're inv- invariably they're the underdog, and seeing the underdog get up. But I really want St Kilda to do well this year, so it was a d- really mm. difficult one for me. Where do you stand on those t- two teams, Casey? I mean, it's a tough one because they're both such nothing teams for me. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I mean, I like the good Whisker. sentiment around the Suns because um, they're, you know. Yeah, they are the underdog, but also they've been that for a while, so I'm a bit bored of them. Um, yeah. Same with the Saints, but, you know, keep going. Keep going, you little guys. It's probably my <laughs> attitude towards those teams. Uh, well, the Saints towed up the Hawks last week, so I can't I was stuck into them too much. But uh, may, maybe St Kilda are getting it together. Maybe. maybe. Are they? Well, no, the, they? The, the Saints have always got – I've always beaten the Suns. Like they've won their last six encounters with them, and that's as far back as I uh, researched. And then I was trying to Google the psychology of why do some teams always beat other teams? They're bunnies. And mm. I even uh, messaged uh, uh, Brian Barish from the AFL in the US yes. because I put into Google why are some teams other teams bunnies? And it's gone. What? That didn't give anything. Yeah, I'm sure. like, oh, uh, why do some teams always beat other teams? That was too vague. Then we're going, why do some teams have the other team's number? Sports numbers. And I go, no, that's not nah. it. I'm messaging Brian going, what is a term I can use for Google to understand? Oh, yeah, right. What did he say? Uh, he responded with, uh, oh, hang on. I'm in the they came to play uh, chat now. I've got to just log out. Here we go. All right. I said, uh, he said, uh, why does. Uh, yeah, actually, no, he said, why do some teams have the other team's number? And then that didn't work. It's impossible no. to type that sentence without using slang. How would you put ask the question to Google, mm. why do some teams beat other teams in without using slang words like why, bunnies? Always. Why do some teams regularly beat other teams? Yeah, yeah. but that's too that, that vague. Still doesn't mm. quite Washington it, generals is another term. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it. Anyway, um, I watched this game very uh, closely because I tipped the Saints uh, and everyone else in the They Came to Play tipping competition gone for the Suns. And I really want to beat Mike from Brisbane because he's been teasing me. Uh, Anyway, he tipped the the Suns and I was really going for it. And I was in a pub that was filled with Essendon fans watching the GWS game. We'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, there was one guy watching the Saints game. We we were at the bar and he was watching on his phone while he ordered, which I thought was pretty cool. And I I was chatting to him. Then I asked him what I ask all St Kilda fans i go who's your favorite jack and he looked at me as if he'd never thought about it now what sort of st kilda fan isn't ranking their jacks on Mm. a daily basis this Mm. is outrageous they've got about 20 jacks exactly in fact i think because hawthorne went through a period where they only recruited left footers and st kilda went through a period where they only recruited jacks yeah i mean you ask any dogs fan who's your favorite bailey that's a great chat that's half an hour right there (laughs) By the way, Bailey Hunt, AFLW player. Right, anyway, there, she's my favourite. Um, but uh, yeah, how do you how do you not do that? I uh, I yeah, I'm stunned that yeah. they wouldn't be across the jackness of their team. Might might even be easier just to, for St Kilda fans. Who's your favourite non-Jack? There's only four of them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, good on the Saints. They are on four wins, equal with Richmond. Oh, wow. Uh, who are currently eighth on the ladder. Uh, now, what about this next game, which I didn't see any of because I was at the Wiggles. Oh, you went to the Wiggles. I did go to the Wiggles. How was the Wiggles? Amazing. Good so show. Good. Yeah, this is the it's We're All the Fruit best. Salad the Tour. The fruit, yeah, the Fruit Salad Tour. And yeah. Laddie was just losing his mind. Yeah. He's four, Casey. Cute. And just, he, he's never been to a live show like that before. And he was just standing in front of his seat with his mouth open, just gaping in wonderment at what he was seeing 
yeah, before him, it was just quite joyous. For him, he's seeing God up front. Yeah, 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 totally. To be in the same room as Emma Wiggle mm. was just. And then, to be singing the songs and acting them out, it was it was it was joyous. Did was, any was there any uh, in between song banter that was kind of funny for the grown ups? Yes. When I saw him a couple yeah. of years ago, Captain Feathersword was throwing a few jokes our way, which I appreciated. <laughs> right. So yeah. He's been a bit cheeky. Captain he, he was being a bit cheeky. Yeah. Mm, I liked there, it. <laughs> there was a bit of banter for the adults. Yes, yeah. but there was a lot of. But the overwhelming uh, influences on my senses, aside from what was happening on the stage, was just a vague smell of poo around the place. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were spilt – I've never seen so many spilt sultanas on the floor. There yeah. must have been parents having accidents whilst trying to feed kids and just crying as well. Yeah. A yeah. lot of crying well, was you happening. just answered my question because I was thinking, I used to love the Wiggles and I love kids' shows and they're always so fun. Why don't I just go and see more of these? And now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. It's the vague smell. Of poo yeah, that puts you yeah, off. Yep. What did they? What did they open? What do they close with? Are uh, they open with the big red car? Nice, good. Because they come out in the big red car, of course. Mm. And they close with a song that I actually didn't know. Oh, they didn't know the new album, did they? they which oh, Wiggles, the you're better which, than that. But Lad was loving it. He was singing along to whatever it was. But they do all the classics. Yeah, of course. You know, fruit salad and a helicopter and do the propeller. You do mean? the propeller. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. it. Do the propeller. It's a good one. Do My favorite Wiggles song. Bit of an obscure one. Skeleton Scout. Anyway, look it up, people. Oh, right, okay. It's got a good vibe. No, I, I'm not familiar with that one. It's got the vague smell of poo because it's scat. But yeah, 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 right. Uh, so I didn't see the Giants beat oh, Essendon by two points. Well, let me tell you about this game. So I went to a pub uh, near me called Welcome to Thornbury, which is a big sort of open-air thing, and, I, and in there was a live pod of Essendon, an Essendon podcast doing a live pod in their indoor oh, cinema. Right. And I went in, and I hadn't seen that many Essendon fans for a long time, and they were getting – and then there was like spillage – into the main bit of Welcome wow. to Thornbury. And I, because I got mates who are Essendon fans, and they are not capable of feeling joy. <laughs> they haven't been for like five years. Sure. But these Essendon fans were passionate. They were screaming every goal, even when they were like three goals down. Yeah. They were screaming. And I went, oh, Essendon must have hit the front. No, no, you're still getting done. What? And I just had not seen Essendon fans be passionate. It was so odd. But uh, man, they played really well. Got to within uh, two points, some great goals at the end. I text my mate Casper, who's uh, my closest Essendon mate, and I said, what is your vibe? Tough loss, but the kids are looking good. Are you feeling any optimism? He goes, yeah, for the first time in years, I feel optimistic. We're investing in development of youth, which means we're going to lose games, but we're building towards something. It's better than having a whole bunch of serviceable battlers on your list and finish 7th to 10th. We've lost three games by under a kick. This is awesome. I said, who's your favourite new kid? He goes, Nick Cox. 203 centimetre wingman, and his name's funny. Um, okay, good. Well, they led for a grand total of one minute of that game. Yeah. And I think that, and was, that was right, right at the start. Right at the start. Yeah. <laughs> From the two minute mark to the end, they uh, did not. Oh, how's this? No, uh, Mason Redmond got a great goal and he celebrated by putting two fingers on his – now, what would you call it? He did like two fingers on his forehead either side. What would you call that, Casey? Uh, I think I know where you're going with this because I heard the commentary. The commentary was very weird. I would never have picked that. I would have said – I'd call it – well, let's – Lemo didn't say it. Let's say, Lemo, I'm doing this. What what would you call it? Well, I would say they're horns. Uh, horns or devil horns. So, what would you mm-hmm. call that if you were saying, "Oh, he's done the, oh, he's done the 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 devil or the uh, the bull"? Or? The bull. That's yeah. what I would have said. He's I done the, said bull. the bull. Yes. And it's great. I hope that's his signature celebration. I hope he does yeah, it for yeah, his whole right, career. Yeah. Dwayne Russell just goes, <laughs> "Oh, he's given it a bit of my favourite Martian." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Which Dwayne! I lost sh- it. Dwayne is a sh- showing his age there. <laughs> Casey, how, how old are you, Casey? Are you- I am thirty-three. Thirty-three. Have you ever heard of my favourite Martian? Oh, fleetingly, but I don't really know what it is. Okay. So my favourite Martian, so Bill Bixby, who also played, uh, was in The Hulk, was the original, what's The Hulk's? Lou Ferrigno. Oh, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Bill Bixby played Bruce Banner in oh, the TV series. And Lou Ferrigno was The Hulk. Oh, and Lou Ferrigno was The Hulk. Wow. Uh, but Bill Bixby also had a TV show where his friend was a Martian. Yeah. Called my favourite Martian. It was on in the 60s, yeah. black and white. I've seen yeah. it on like 9 Gem at yes, 3 in I've the morning. <laughs> and the antennas would pop up out of the Martian's head right. before he would do some Martian-y thing. And he was very camp, that Martian. He was like, because he, 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 he'd always pretend it was his uncle. That was the scene, like in. Uh, okay. So it's a bit of like I Dream of Genie and Bewitched, yep. this supernatural thing. But yeah, you know, he had this very camp uncle <laughs> who was a bit weird. It would. Yeah. They should do a remake. Uh, now the uh, <laughs> uh, the Giants. Uh, 
they are also with St Kilda and Richmond on four wins and Frio on four wins. So it's a little congested and still a bit exciting at that end of or that. It's very exciting. Little and part of the ladder there. Whoever stuffs up is in the worst possible scenario. As we're talking about seven to ten no, serviceable no, battlers. Doing- you don't want to finish there. Exactly. So that's, that's very fun. tense around there. Uh, now, we are running out of time. So let's power through these last three games. Okay. Uh, Collingwood, North Melbourne. The well, Nick Dacos Cup. Yeah, the Dacos <laughs> Cup. Uh, <laughs> Collingwood, I was really barracking for North Melbourne here. God, oh, every, yeah, God, I was barracking enough. for North Melbourne. Yep. But they're just a bit rubbish, aren't they? I was doing the opposite. I was going for Collingwood because I'm just so sick of uh, the media just nonstop Collingwood, 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 Collingwood. You know, it's like AFL 360 – and on the couch, I've just been about Collingwood for the last two weeks, and I just wanted to get a win so we can talk about mm. other teams. <laughs> there was a bit of like, oh, well, Nathan Buckley's just proven what a great coach he is. I mean, <laughs> uh, he, put, he tried putting Darcy Moore forward, and now he's putting him back in defence, and it really paid off. What a, what a, what a masterstroke. And going, what? You put an all-Australian centre-half back at centre-half back. <laughs> well done, Nathan. <laughs> you champion. Stroke of, your contract. <laughs> stroke of genius. Uh, well, Hawthorne are playing North Melbourne next week, so unfortunately we might have a win. Oh, oh, that's going to be to ten battlers. a real bugger. How do you, Casey, how do you feel about the Collingwood Football Club? Because I'm one of those, I've come from South Australia, so I don't have this visceral reaction to Collingwood. Mm. In fact, I quite, I don't mind Collingwood at all. I've just never had an issue with them. But that's kind of the go-to. Whenever someone says, whenever I say to someone, who do you barry for? And they go, you're not going to like this. Yeah, it's always Collingwood. Every time it's yes. Collingwood. Yep. Every <laughs> single time. Yes. It's like they apologise before they answer. Mm. But where do you stand on the pies? Yeah, it's a funny one because, I mean, I'm Victorian but I'm still a West Coast Eagles supporter. So my, you know, I will hate Fremantle and Fremantle fans way more than I hate Collingwood. So it's kind of a bit of a nothing thing for me too. You know, they're a great club. They've got a great history. There's probably some off-field things that put me more offside than what they do on the field. Yes, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, beating them in 2018 was an absolute joy. Oh, yes. Um, What a game. Just to be one of the minority in Melbourne walking around very happy. But, yeah, no, that doesn't compare to how I feel about Fremantle. <laughs> All right. It's interesting. Uh, um, I also also give a, a big shout out to North Melbourne's banner, the worst banner they've had in five years. Did oh, you that, see was, it? that was terrible. Kanga, 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 mushroom, room, room, lettuce, defeat the pies, and it was sponsored by a HelloFresh or it was something. On the, oh, no. It was on the back of the banner, so I'm hoping on the other side of the banner was something half decent. Oh, okay. But it was a Telstra promotion for small businesses. Oh, is that what it was? They're, yeah, so they were doing – so Telstra are paying for mm-hmm. small business promotion – where I guess they put the big thing up, which was the little pie company or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they write a ditty next one, but it was woeful. Well, I, I really hope it is for the pie company and not for the copywriter. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh man. That just gives me flashbacks to him because that's how Danny and I first met was when I was working at the Western Bulldogs. And Danny reached out because he was so ashamed at some of the Bulldogs banners that we were putting up. And that's how he got the gig oh, as the banner writer. Yeah. That was the connection. Mm. Yeah, you worked at the Bulldogs for a few years. Yes. And now you've left the Bulldogs. Now, most people, once they work for a club, especially when they've reached premiership glory, might have a bit, you know, keep supporting that club. Mm. No. And some, not so much. Nah. <laughs> sorry, not Look, sorry. The phrase, <laughs> what a mole. Is, were, you uh, there, <laughs> were you there in 2017, the premiership year? 2016, yeah. 2016, sorry. Oh, I fantastic. was, yes. I retired at the end of that year from working in footy and I think oh, I so went out on a high. So that's why we suck. Because Casey <laughs> yes, left. Oh, is that why Danny lost his banner job? Because you left? <laughs> I was yeah, she yep. was my only supporter there. Yeah, no, I was no. an ally. <laughs> uh, two games to go. Well, Melbourne have won eight on the trot now. Yeah, this is, a, this is becoming quite extraordinary. I worry for Melbourne fans though. They're too, this is too much winning. Exactly. It, who was the last team to win eleven and zip? Do you remember? I think it was nine and zip. But I'm oh, talking about North oh, Melbourne oh, twenty sixteen. And then they they limped oh, out really? of the finals. Yes. They, they were nine and zip or ten and zip. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Melbourne may need to lose a game at some point. And watching Sydney, you know, my number one thought from watching this game is I just was a bit sad for Buddy. He just didn't mm. look like the old Buddy Franklin. Oh, really? I've got so many great memories of the joy he's brought me over the years and he just didn't look like I think you Buddy. Would, you would be the only person who would feel sorry for the Swans there because I was just watching and going, oh, how good oh, are the Swans going to be? I, in two years. Like, lock it in now. Premier's 2023. So I love the Swans getting beaten, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just—I want Buddy to be Buddy. So you still have that love and affection. I for still, him. I, you know, I really do. I mm. really do, and I want him to play that because he's a just a superstar of the game, and yes. I want him to be that on the ground. And but he just looked totally out of sorts. Actually, North, Melbourne play Carlton on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I might tip Carlton. 
That would be so demons yeah. to lose that, and it would be so yeah. Carlton to win that. <laughs> All right, if uh, if you're a betting man, you probably get juicy odds on that one. So yep. gamble gamble responsibly, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and then the showdown on um, Saturday night. Now the power won easily, and no one was surprised by that. No. But the poor players went into the medical room post match, yes. took their jumpers off, put on the prison bar guernsey, brilliant, and then yes. sang the song wearing the prison bar jumper. And it's a real, it's a great smart ass move, and I love a you know, it's a little bit punk. Bit sort yeah. of smart ass, and I'd re- and you know you got to got to take your hat off to that. I think. Yeah, Absolutely. that was the best bit of the night. Yes, I agree. And from my perspective, I guess the research work that I do um, is about fan engagement and fan connection, and and how fans connect. And I think what we're starting to see more and more in footy is athletes and players having much more awareness of their connection to their fans. And when mm. I read that this was a player-led idea, because um, I think there was a bit of back and forth that they thought it was a top-down approach that the players were told yeah. that they were going to do this, but it was led by the players that they wanted to. I think that is fantastic because these players know, like, yes, it's a bit of maybe an F you to what was happening, yeah. but they know what that means and they've connected to that yeah. symbolism and that history. You know, these are players who walk in maybe three or four years of their lives sometimes into a club, but for them to understand that identity and what that jumper means and to do that I think is so great (laughs) it was uh, and I'll tell you what it has played very well with the Port Adelaide faithful exactly Mm -hmm. I'm way too cynical you know (laughs) now as soon as you said oh it was a player idea I go oh was it I bet you that's exactly (laughs) what the marketing department wants us to think well that's brilliant marketing if so (laughs) and my hat's off to the marketing team (laughs) we interviewed Ryan Burton this morning on Adelaide Radio and I asked him that question I said was this player led and he goes, oh, I was led by the leadership. Yeah, there we go. Group. Koshi. And I went, dun, dun, dun. Mm, <laughs> all hail, <laughs> glorious leader Koshi. Yeah, and, uh, and disappointingly as well in this game, there was a streaker who had his pants on. I mean, oh, what, what a when pest. Are, when are people, what a pest. Oh. Just, you know what you are? You're just an annoying idiot on the ground. Yeah. Unless you're naked, then you're a legend. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, if learn, you're going to streak, do it naked. That is what it, with this podcast is all about. Learn to streak properly, will yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> Any streakers at Fitzroy ever? Casey, Not in my what would happen? What would happen if Limo and I just nooted up and got down there? Um, I don't well, want to have to deal with that Ka- paperwork, Casey, so can you not? That's not going to happen, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. <laughs> well, I can only speak for myself. I just see Danny <laughs> doing this in retaliation to my board paper getting knocked back that we're not going to be the gorillas. So yeah. I'm, just, yeah, yeah. I'm worried oh, now yeah, about what yeah. actions you're going to take. I'm going to streak wearing a gorilla suit but no pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that's a picture. <laughs> well, we look forward to that. Uh, Casey Simons, uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. You've been a wonderful replacement, Tess Armstrong. Thank um, you so much. And uh, if Hawthorne ever beat the West Coast Eagles, we'll have you back on in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, should we should get behind Siren Sport. Yes, that'd be great. Um, yeah, sirensport.com.au is um, the platform that I founded with some other wonderful women in sport. We cover women's sport, we cover women in sport, and we support women in sport. So great stories there. And yeah, check it out. Fantastic. So the website is sirensport. Yep, .com.au. There we go. Look up Siren Sport and get involved there. Uh, Danny McGinley, anything to plug? This uh, week? Oh, I'm at the Comics Lounge all, all week with uh, Gordon Southern, great uh, oh. UK comedian. If uh, you want to come down and say good day, I'm hosting for him. Which is always good fun. Very nice. Comics Lounge uh, in North Melbourne. And uh, yeah, I'll just be uh, on Breakfast Radio all this week again in uh, Adelaide and, uh, and doing Dead Set Legends Saturday morning, Triple M Melbourne. Uh, so get involved there. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Go, dogs. And go, Hawks. Go, Eagles. <laughs>